booster for your morning. All the news you need to know. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. Welcome to the 77 WABC Early News. I'm Deborah Valentine with your news, sports, business, traffic, and weather. And here's everything you need to know. The top five at five. Why are they unwilling to have a lawyer there? Why are they unwilling to have it photographed? Named attorney Alan Dershowitz slamming the FBI's search of Mar-a-Lago, questioning why the FBI didn't cooperate with Trump lawyers. Republicans are slamming the FBI's unprecedented execution of a search warrant at former President Trump's Mar-a-Lago estate. Tit for tat, New York City's mayor threatening to bust New Yorkers to Texas to campaign against Governor Abbott in retaliation for sending illegal migrants to New York City. The mother of an innocent 17-year-old shot in Queens as part of a gang initiation speaks out. A big settlement with Chipotle. The chain will shell out $20 million to New York City workers who sued over labor violations. A search warrant for the raid of former President Donald Trump's lavish Mar-a-Lago resort in Florida was very thin, his lawyer claims. Christina Bob was one of three Trump attorneys at the president's Florida state as 30 FBI agents searched the property Monday. Bob saw that search warrant, but was not allowed to see the affidavit containing details on why the search was permitted. Bob appeared on Real America's Voice. Classified documents, evidence of a, a crime as far as classified documents go. So they were looking for both classified information that they think should not have been removed from the White House as well as presidential records. Since the raid, which Trump himself revealed in a statement claiming he was the target of a political operation, there have been calls for him to release the warrant. Eric Trump, one of Donald Trump's sons, told Fox News Monday that he was informed the raid was related to a Justice Department investigation of his father's alleged mishandling of classified material. And earlier this year, Mr. Trump gave the National Archives and Records Administration about 15 boxes worth of material it contends were presidential records. And today, Mr. Trump is expected to give a deposition in the investigation by the New York Attorney General into the business dealings of the Trump Organization. He is in New York. On Monday, a growing number of Republicans have spoken out against the Raid House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy. The Republican out of California tweeted a statement that read in part, I've seen enough. Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene, the Republican from Georgia, took it a step further, tweeting, defund the FBI. A Twitter account for Republican members of the House Judiciary Committee run by Representative Jim Jordan, the Republican out of Ohio, tweeted, this is what happens in third world countries, not the United States. Another tweet read, if they can do it to a former president, imagine what they can do to you. Former House Speaker Newt Gingrich appeared on Cats at Night, hosted by 77 WABC owner and operator John Katsimatidis. Well, I've never seen anything like this in the United States. You've seen it in Venezuela or Zimbabwe uh, or with the East German Stasi, the secret police. But the idea that you'd have 30 FBI agents basically occupy a former president's private home, uh, wander around, look for anything they wanted to, We have no idea whether they planted things. Several Republican senators used the operation to further criticize President Biden's sweeping climate, health care and tax bill, which Senate Democrats passed Sunday. It includes nearly 80 billion in funding for the Internal Revenue Service, including hiring of additional agents that Republicans worry will 
target conservative groups if it passes the House. New York City Mayor Eric Adams is suggesting he would bus New Yorkers down to Texas to campaign against Republican Governor Greg Abbott for the good of America. The mayor's pledge in response to Abbott's busing of illegal immigrants from Texas to Democratic cities, including the Big Apple, in protest of the Biden administration's lax border policies. This is horrific when you think about uh, what uh, the governor uh, is doing, the governor of Texas, uh, after a month of traveling across the border, placing on the bus with no direction to come here uh, to New York. A second busload of illegal migrants from the Texas border towns arrived in the city Sunday, as ordered by Governor Abbott. A gang initiation is being eyed in the apparently random shooting of an innocent 17-year-old on 118th Street in Jamaica, Queens, Monday evening. Video shows a group of four males, two armed, opening fire on this teen. The teen can be seen fleeing these shooters by running across the street. So far, no arrests. The victim's mother spoke to ABC7, which agreed not to show her face or reveal her name. He could lose his life just like that. They need to get the gun off the road. They need they need to do something about this. He's okay right now, but he came in from an interview yesterday, and that's when he heard shot and he started to get shot, and, which is not good. It's no good. The teen struck in the leg, taken to the hospital with non-life-threatening injuries. Chipotle Mexican Grill will pay $20 million to current and former workers at its New York City restaurants for violating the city's labor laws. The city will receive a million dollars in civil penalties. The settlement between the city and the California-based fast food chain covering about 13,000 employees who worked in New York City outlets between 2017 and this year. New York City Mayor Eric Adams made the announcement Tuesday. We want businesses like Chipotle to open here and thrive here. That's crucial for us. But they cannot exist without the hard-working people who are cooking, serving, and delivering uh, our food. According to investigators, Chipotle failed to post work schedules 14 days in advance, failed to pay a premium for schedule changes, and failed to offer available shifts to current employees. Looking at your forecasts from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center, partly sunny today, our highs 86, 20% chance of a shower late afternoon. Overnight, those showers and thunderstorms become more likely, mostly cloudy, the low 74. Clearing tomorrow, turning sunny, the high 81, although there is a 60% chance of rain midday. Right now, 77 degrees, mostly clear skies here in the Big Apple. Deborah Valentine with your 77 WABC Early News. A federal appeals court ruled Tuesday that the House could gain access to former President Donald Trump's tax returns, a ruling upholding a district court judge's decision last year in that 28-page ruling. The Court of Appeals for the District of Columbia held that a federal law gives a House committee chair broad authority to request the returns of a former president. Here's the exchange between then-presidential hopeful Joe Biden questioning then-president Donald Trump about his tax returns during the 2020 debates. I have released all of my tax returns, 22 years. Go look at them. 22 years of my tax return. You have not released a single solitary year of your tax return. What are you hiding? The Treasury Department refused to turn over the records during the Trump administration, but After President Biden took office last year, the department determined that a renewed request from the House Ways and Means Committee, which said that it was studying a program that audits presidents, was valid. 
Former New Jersey governor and former presidential candidate Chris Christie Tuesday called the FBI's execution of a search warrant at former President Trump's Mar-a-Lago Resort in Florida fair game. But Christie also said he hopes more information about the reasons for the search will be revealed soon. The FBI entered the Palm Beach property Monday after securing a search warrant from a federal magistrate. Christie had an interview with Cirrus XM's Julie Mason. You have to display probable cause to a federal judge that you have reason to believe there are contents within that safe um, that would assist in proving a violation of the law. FBI agents reportedly searched through former First Lady Melania Trump's wardrobe as well. Trump complained that agents even broke into my safe. The search warrant comes as the U.S. Justice Department ramps up its probe into the January 6, 2021 disturbance at the U.S. Capitol. However, the New York Times reported Tuesday that the search warrant was separate from that probe. Highlights of Tuesday's primary races feature Trump-backed wins. Let's start with Wisconsin, where... From day one, from day one, this race has not been about winning this primary. This race has been about getting proper executive leadership in the governor's mansion and a great governor who serves the people of Wisconsin. Trump back businessman Tim Michaels there, the projected winner in battleground Wisconsin's GOP gubernatorial primary, according to the Associated Press. Michaels will face off in November against. Democratic Governor Tony Evers, who faced no primary challenger in Minnesota. Incumbent squad member Representative Ilhan Omar has narrowly defeated her primary challenger, pro-police proponent Don Samuels. And Representative Jamie Herrera-Butler was one of 10 Republican House members who voted to impeach former President Donald Trump. She conceded her re-election bid Tuesday as Trump-supported challenger Joe Kent. The apparent winner there, Bueller, one of two Washington representatives who voted to impeach Trump, although Representative Dan Newhouse survived his own challenge from the right to appear on the midterm election ballot in November. In Vermont, U.S. Senator Patrick Leahy, the Democrat retiring. Gerald Malley is the projected GOP winner. Democrat Peter Welsh, the projected Democratic winner there. And in Connecticut, Leora Levy, a GOP fundraiser. And former commodities trader who received an endorsement from former President Trump has won the GOP primary race for U.S. Senate in Connecticut. The Greenwich Republican beat out former Statehouse Minority Leader Themis Collardis. Levy will go head-to-head against Democratic incumbent Senator Richard Blumenthal in November. Well, after a week's long search, Albuquerque police announced the arrest of a suspect in connection with four fatal shootings of Muslim men. These murders have sparked fear among the Muslim community. Police say they plan to charge 51-year-old Muhammad Sayed with murder in the slaying of two men, Aftab Hussein and Muhammad Afzal Hussein. Officers still investigating a possible link between Sayed and the fatal shootings of two other men. Deputy Police Commissioner Kyle Hartsock said at a news conference Tuesday that police began investigating Syed following a tip from the community that led officers to get a warrant to search his house and vehicle. We arrested 51-year-old Mohammed Saeed and charged him for the murder of two Muslim men in our community, Aftab Hussein and Mohammed Faisal Hussein. Uh, we are working with the district attorney's office on potential charges for the murder of two other Muslim men, Niam Hussein and Mohammed Zaire Ahmadi. 
Sayed arrested following a short police chase. Police also found multiple firearms in his home and vehicle. The traveling ICU nurse who allegedly killed six people in a horrific 90-mile-per-hour crash in Los Angeles Thursday has a history of mental illness. She's also been involved in 13 prior crashes. Despite that, 37-year-old Nicole Lorraine Linton's history, she was employed as a subcontractor to work in a hospital and also allowed to drive. Police say she allegedly plowed through an intersection at 90 miles per hour. Here's L.A. District Attorney George Gascon. If convicted as charged, Ms. Linton faces up to 90 years to life in prison. And Linton is held charged with six counts of murder. Two other female victims remain unidentified, although among those killed in that crash was a 23-year-old pregnant woman, her one-year-old son, and the father of the woman's unborn child, as well as another woman. And uh, one person has died, multiple others injured in uh, your update on the Ukraine war. A series of large explosions rocked the area of a Russian military air base in the annexed, annexed Ukrainian peninsula of Crimea on Tuesday, according to local authorities. 77 WABC time check, 515. You know what that means, Justin Ellick, here with sports. Thank you, Deb. I am Justin Ellick here with the early news sports update. The match just keep on keeping on, racking up W's like clockwork as of late. As they went again last night in convincing fashion by a score of 6-2 to two with the Reds in town. Frankie Lindor got the fun started in the bottom half of the third with his 20th ding-dong of the season to put New York up 2 to nothing. That's launched out to left field. Back goes Fraley. He'll take a look and it's out of here. Francisco Lindor with a two-run homer. Number 20 for Lindor and it's 2 nothing New York. That call courtesy of the great Gary Cohen. Jeff McNeil would tack on one of his own in the fourth, and that was enough out of the Mets' bats to get behind another stellar performance out of Carlos Carrasco. The right-hander slated two earned runs off seven hits over six and two-thirds innings pitch and route to his 13th win of the season. The Mets will go for their sixth straight win and the sweep this afternoon in the series finale against Cincinnati. First pitch set for 1.10 p.m. Taiwan Walker slated to go up against Cincinnati's T.J. Zook. As for the Yankees, they were sleepless in Seattle last night as Game 2 of their three-game set with the Mariners was deadlocked at zero for 12 innings before the M's broke the Bombers' hearts for the bottom of the 13th walk-off single from pinch hitter Luis Torrens. One thing that didn't disappoint was the blockbuster pitching matchup we retreated to between Garrett Cole and Luis Castillo. Cole went eight strong, allowing just three, or set seven strong, excuse me, the four-hit shutout through seven innings, while Castillo did one better and went eight strong, allowing just three hits along the way. It'll be Nestor Cortez who will try and follow up Cole's performance later this afternoon in the Rubber Game Series finale. He'll be going up against the left-hander Robbie Ray for 4-10 p.m. first pitch. Big news coming from the NFL's NFL's commissioner in Roger Goodell yesterday as well as he revealed that the league is seeking a tougher penalty for Deshaun Watson because the quarterback's actions were, quote, egregious and, quote, predatory behavior. Uh, In my opinion, they should give the creep at least a year off and uh, readdress it come next year. For more sports content, follow 77 WABC Sports on Instagram and Twitter. Here are the early news sports update. I'm Justin Ellick on 77 WABC. All right, thanks, Justin. Looking at your forecast from the Ramsey Monster Weather Center. Partly sunny or highs 86. 20% chance of a shower late afternoon. Showers and thunderstorms more likely overnight, though. Mostly cloudy, the low 74. Tomorrow clearing, turning sunny, the high 81, although there is a 60% chance of a shower or thunderstorm midday. Right now, 77 degrees, partly clear skies here in the Big Apple.
Lou Dobbs has your financial report. This is the 77 WABC Lou Dobbs Financial Report. I'm Ryan Lang in for Lou Dobbs. The Nasdaq riding a three-day losing streak. Another key inflation report today. Wall Street forecasting a Walt Disney earnings beat. Wall Street is coming off of another negative session after technology stocks dragged the indexes lower Tuesday. Semiconductor manufacturers the biggest contributor to the Nasdaq's third straight losing session. Investors looking for positive inflation news with today's July CPI report. Wall Street forecasting a modest 0.2% percent increase month over month that will be a drastic slowdown from the 1.3 percent increase from may to june year over year economists forecasting inflation rose 8.7 percent down from 9.1 percent a 41 year high in june walt disney company forecasting another profitable quarter today's earnings target is a 20 percent revenue increase based primarily on the easement of covid restrictions at theme parks around the world park revenue more than doubled in the previous quarter for the same reason streaming paying off too disney reported nearly 8 million more Disney Plus subscribers in the fiscal second quarter. Please join Lou three times each weekday right here on this station. This is the Lou Dobbs Financial Report. Keep listening for more to 77 WABC for the Lou Dobbs Financial Report. Checking futures down the green up 69 points at 32,806. S&P up 11 and three quarter points and Nasdaq's climb 52 and a half points. Gold down $4.10 an ounce. Crude oil down 24 cents a barrel at $90.26. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The WABC Early News. Deborah Valentine with your 77 WABC Early News. All New Yorkers weighing in on the FBI search of former President Trump's Mar-a-Lago estate here. 77 WABC's Bob Brown. I cannot possibly know all the facts and, uh, until they come out. It's too soon to judge, but uh, I guess we need to see what happens. Is it shocking that the FBI raided the home of a former president? It's not shocking. It doesn't shock you? How come? Because probably he did something wrong. I said I went to his house because nobody above the law. It's a rule of law. No one's above the law. Nobody above the law. At Union Square, Bob Brown for the 77 WABC Early News. And Congressman Peter King will also be weighing in on that FBI search at former President Trump's Mar-a-Lago estate coming up in our second half at 5.50. He had plenty to say about that. Of course, he is a former member of the House uh, Intelligence Committee. Deadly bus crash on the New Jersey Turnpike last night. One person was killed. Five people seriously hurt after a bus overturned on the Turnpike. Happened in Woodbridge Tuesday night, according to the New Jersey State Police. Now authorities say the crash involving that overturned double-decker megabus happened just before 7 p.m. near the Thomas Edison Service Area entrance ramp. From the outer roadway, police say the bus actually struck a Ford F-150 pickup truck, causing the bus to overturn on the entrance ramp to the service area. Nobody in the pickup hurt and the cause of that crash under investigation. Six pedestrians, including three children, injured when a car jumped a curb and careened into a building in the Bronx yesterday. Happened about noontime on East 163rd Street and Prospect Avenue in the Longwood section. Luis Hernandez, the son of victim Nancy Pujols, spoke to ABC7. Among the victim is my mom. 
who suffered a fractured bone, other injuries caused by falling glass when it fell over her body. The other victims were also struck by falling glass when the vehicle ran into them. A seven-year-old boy and a nine-year-old girl believed to be the driver's own children were taken to Harlem Hospital while four adults went to Lincoln Hospital. None of the injuries were considered life-threatening, and the Department of Buildings was evaluating the structural integrity of that building. Surveillance video up on our website, wabcradio.com, in connection with a random unprovoked attack on a northbound number 6 train at the Lexington Avenue and East 68th Street subway station on Saturday. You can take a look at it. A man repeatedly punches an 80-year-old woman. Police say the woman ended up falling to the floor. The suspect fled at the East 59th Street subway station, and the victim refused medical attention. Police are asking for the public's help in finding that suspect, who they describe as being about 40 to 45 years old, 6 feet 2 inches tall, about 170 pounds. And again, video of that suspect up on our website, wabcradio.com. Also under investigation, an 89-year-old man in Brooklyn targeted in the bed section after withdrawing $1,000 from Chase Bank on July 20th. Police say two suspects targeted this man from behind, simply ripping the money out of his pocket and then fled the victim not hurt. The NYPD has surveillance images of two suspects in this, and we'll be posting that to our website as well, wabcradio.com. New York's Republican gubernatorial candidate Congressman Lee Zeldin is firing back over election fraud allegations. Zeldin and his campaign label these allegations as a distraction from Democratic New York Governor Kathy Hochul's what they say is pathetic support for cashless bail. Last week, Democratic State Senator Zelnor Myrie, chair of the New York State Senate Elections Committee, submitted a complaint to the Albany County District Attorney David Soros calling for a criminal investigation into Zeldin's gubernatorial campaign. Myrie alleged that the Republicans' camp had allegedly submitted 11,000 fake signatures to get on the independent party line. Zeldin has repeatedly slammed Hochul's job performance. Here he is back in April. It doesn't matter whether you're a Republican or a Democrat or an independent, a conservative, a moderate, a liberal. All New Yorkers are hitting their breaking point right now, and they are desperate for us to be successful in this effort to restore balance in Albany, to fire Kathy Hochul and Brian Benjamin. The New York Democratic Party called the alleged action a serious offense that could result in multiple charges and Congressman Zeldin referred to Brian Benjamin there. Of course, the former lieutenant governor ended up stepping down after being charged with corruption. Huge water main break in Belleville, New Jersey, affecting the city of Newark, turning streets into rivers. A 72-inch water main line that was built in 1880 ruptured, shooting water eight feet into the air and flooding an area near Branch Brook Park. A video from the scene showed an overturned vehicle nearly submerged right next to that break. Kareem Adim, who's director of the Water and Sewer Utilities, spoke to reporters. Over the next few hours, we'll continue tightening up on the valves, the leakage that some of these large valves are leaking, right, to isolate it, to tighten down a little more. As that tightened down, the system will pressurize. Once it pressurizes, we will come back and let you know the entire system is pressurized. And Newark also ended up issuing a boil water advisory due to the break. And ex-con Gregory Fleetwood there during his perp walk, and detectives think he may be a serial killer. 
The perp walk following his arrest in the 1996 cold case murder of a pregnant woman in her Bronx home. The now 66-year-old Fleetwood is charged in the strangulation death of 36-year-old Jasmine Porter. A long-shot DNA test on her fingernails found a match to the alleged killer's DNA. And, of course, Fleetwood's arrest followed. Fleetwood being investigated now in connection with several other unsolved cases, according to the Bronx homicide detective Robert Klein, who cracked the Porter case. Fleetwood's arrest came 26 years after Porter was attacked in her kitchen on February 5th, 1996. Her then five-year-old son told officers at the time he saw a naked man sitting on top of his mother as she called out for help. Looking at your forecast from the Ramsey Monster Weather Center, partly sunny today, our highs 86, 20% chance of a late afternoon shower, showers, and possibly a thunderstorm more likely overnight with mostly cloudy skies, low 74. Tomorrow, 60% chance of rain pretty much midday, mostly cloudy early, but then it clears, turning sunny tomorrow, the high 81. Right now, 76 Partly cloudy skies here in the Big Apple. All changes in the making for Sesame Place. They have, of course, heard all the outrage over alleged racist snubbing at the hands of some of their mascots, and they are now rolling out a major plan of action. Park leaders announced comprehensive initiatives on Tuesday to address what much of the public has perceived as intentional discrimination pertaining to black children. Among the things that Sesame Place says... It's going to now implement an overall racial equity assessment to review what their current policies demand of staffers, plus new standard operating procedures for workers as well. And if you missed our top five of five and other news, be sure to check it out on our website, wabcradio.com. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC.